Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Good Vibes with Jason B. I am your host, Jason B., and so glad to be back and happy to be alive. It is a fine Tuesday morning. It happens to be February 11th, 2020, excuse me. And uh, we're getting going. Uh, I just wanted to take some time before I actually started work and make an episode today. And I just wanted to put out some material and being grateful for everything and anyone who listens to Good Vibes of Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. Um, we're going to talk about a variety of different things. Um, I'm not really sure what I want to really title this episode, but we're going to talk about Valentine's Day coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about politics. We're going to talk about current events, consumer affairs, uh, their reports. And uh, I just got my new voters ballot pamphlet. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about those things and personal development, of course, a quote of the week and so on and so forth. So stay tuned for another edition of Good Vibes with Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. Tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, your host, Mr. Jason B. Well, thank you, PDE, for giving us a nice intro. I didn't add it in before, but I did now. So, uh, great guy, uh, great intros. Very creative, and if you want to stop on by to PDE Life in Alaska, go check them out anywhere you can hear a podcast. It again, it's PDE Life in Alaska. Thanks a lot. Appreciate appreciate what your intros and your creativity. So before we really get started on all the topics, we're going to take just a few moments in gratitude and a few minutes to just kind of breathe in, take in a little bit of energy and so on and so forth so we're definitely going to do that and uh, so just uh, sit back in your chair or if you're driving please don't partake you know just understand maybe you can do it later when you're at a sitting and resting place where you're not operating machinery or driving cars whatever you want to call it so let's start out with a deep breathing get you know close your eyes just for about oh probably about 20 seconds so take a deep breath in go and breathe out and breathe it all out and take a deep breath in into your belly and breathe it all out and breathe in again one more time okay very important to get our brain started right even if you're well into your morning well into your day it never hurts to do a breathing exercise um, so if you want to continue, put pause on the station and just continue doing it. I highly recommend it. It's a brief meditation making you centered and whole. So the first thing I want to talk about is the Oscars, um, a very profound Oscar speech. I did not watch the Oscars, uh, so to speak, uh, but I did catch clips of, uh, what the media was putting out and Joaquin Phoenix, I think he won best actor and you know, his speech, I, I just want to. I just want to read it off just a little bit and kind of express to you all of, you know, what the importance of someone taking um, such a high platform of winning the Oscars and take 
telling people all how we can just be reminded to be present and be awoke or awake. Um, I saw, man, also uh, just a little tidbit. If you're listening to Strong Body, Strong Soul, she also put out an episode, Stay Woke, with an author that I have not checked out, but I have seen that book before. So I'm definitely interested in what she's going to have to say. So if you have some time, check out Maria Humphreys on Strong Body, Strong Soul. Uh, Stay woke. Maria is a great personality on the airways here on Anchor, as well as Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Podcasts, whatever you want to call it, uh, Spotify, Spreaker, Pocket Cast. Wherever you can hear podcasts, you can. I'm sure you can find Maria Humphreys on Strong Body, Strong Soul. So anyhow, with no further ado, I'm going to read off Joaquin Phoenix's uh speech and i and i want to talk just a little bit about that so here we go it says uh we have we have to continue to use our voice for for the voiceless i've been thinking a lot about some distressing issues that we are facing collectively i think at times we feel or we were made to feel that we are a champion of different causes but for me i see commonality Yeah, commonality. I think whether we are talking about gender inequality or racism or queer rights or indigenous rights or animal rights, we're taking talking about the fight of against injustice. We're talking about the fight against the belief that one nation, one people and one race, one gender or one species has the right to dominate and control the use of exploited another with impurity or excuse me, impunity, impunity. Impunity. Well, whatever. I think that we're be- become a disconnected from the natural world, and many of us were guilty of his e- or guilty is an egocentric worldview. The belief that we we're the center of the universe. We go into the natural world and we plunder it for its resources. We feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow when she gives birth. We steal her baby enough for her cries of anguish and unmistakable is unmistakable then we take her milk and that's intended for her calf and we put it in our coffee and our cereal and think that the fe- think we fear the idea of personal change because we think we have a sacrifice something to give something up but humans human beings at our best we are human beings at our best um are so in inventive and creative for the ingenious and i think that when we use love and compassion as our guide of principles we can create and develop and implement systems that change that we that are beneficial to all sentient beings and the environment now i have been a a scoundrel in my life and i've been selfish I've been cruel at times and hard to work with and ungrateful, but many of you in this room have given a second chance and think that when we're at our best, we support each other, not when we cancel each other out for the mistakes, but when we help each other grow, when we educate each other, when we guide each other toward redemption, that is the best commonality when i was 17 my brother wrote a lyric it said run to the rescue with love and peace will follow what a you know a profound speech that had so many really really good points in my opinion and i i just want to take a just a few minutes to kind of talk about that 
Um, especially when he was talking about, you know, we're all sentient beings. And if you don't know what sentient being is, I highly suggest just Google it, look it up and take some time to do so. Um, you know, I like that he, he, he just flat out said, Hey, you know, I've been a bad guy and I've been a, been a good guy, you know, and he's grateful and he knows that, you know, he, he identifies Obviously, he's probably a vegetarian. I'm I'm assuming by when he was talking about a cow. And yeah, I use milk and cream for my my coffee in the morning and it it, it makes me think. You know, I've been thinking about, you know, world pollution, um the gases that dairy farms release so on and so forth. Um I think about our whole food source, the whole cycle and it's very important. Um but I think the thing that really stood out for me was is that, you know, we're I think we're we've become very disconnected from the natural world and many of us are guilty of an egocentric worldview. How more true than that? I mean, yeah, I've been selfish, you know, so to speak, and I I just feel like that's just like an important topic that uh that we could all dive into, we can all appreciate. And there are so many people peddling to be the next biggest entrepreneur biggest star over success point. But my question of the day is what is enough for you and what are you willing to give back? Um, the laws of attraction or the laws of love basically state what you give out is what you're going to receive back. So if you are giving out with good intention, you will receive back with good intention and same likewise for the bad. So I really think that it's really, really important to just kind of take a moment and look around you and look all what you have. For me, it's like looking at my room, my bed, um, my computer screen, uh, my TV, whatever, uh, things that I daily use. I'm so grateful. And even my car, I'm, <clears throat> I'm was just, uh, driving yesterday and I happened to notice, um, this lady, was standing outside her car and she rear-ended somebody and her whole front end of her car was just all smashed in and I can only imagine what that feels like and nowhere in sight is the other car so that other car must have taken off and the CHP was behind her and I could see the lady was crying and that was just like really it was a humbling experience so to speak you know, some of us don't always have like full coverage. I mean, a lot of people do minimalistic coverage and insurance and sometimes, or if you're, you know, buying the car and the car is worth more than what you have invested and it's just a write-off and where, how do you restart? So I'm, again, I'm very appreciative of what I have and I'm so thankful that I have a vehicle that allows me to be transported to different places, uh, go to work, pick up my kids, do the daily things. So thank you to my car. I do appreciate you. <clears throat> so you're kind of like, oh, okay, Jason, you hear a little bit, um, a little bit more thoughtful and in depth. But yeah, I mean, sometimes you just got to take that little extra step. So if you haven't done it already and you just haven't even thought about it, I, I want you to challenge you. This is my new challenge to people. Take two minutes to look at where you're at, no matter what you're doing, either look on your person where, uh, or what you have in your hand or your pockets. And what are you grateful about it? So, you know, that would be my challenge. I've seen this, uh, I don't want to say it's stupid, but it's just funny. Um, this broom challenge and I'm really not going to participate. My sister has taken part of it. Um, some friends of mine and I've seen a few comedians, uh, take part in it and they're just like, Hey, it doesn't work. doesn't work. And it's like, well, okay, whatever. 
But my challenge to the world is take a uh, two minutes of gratitude and look at around what you have. Um, also, be grateful for the food that you receive. You know, um, so it's a very interesting time. So we're going to take a brief little break, and I'm going to be right back. We're going to move on to our next subject matter, and we've got good things to talk about. So I'm your host, Jason B, and I'll be right back. All right, everyone, we're back again. Uh, Thanks for the little break. So I got in the mail uh, a couple of pieces of information that I feel is very important. It's that time of year. It is that year. It's an election year. We almost have an election year, really, if you think about it every single year, whether it be state, local, national, whatever, presidency. And I do not really want to tell you how to vote or which party I belong to, because in the reality, I don't belong to any party. I'm an independent. So uh, I got my County of San Joaquin sample ballot voter information pamphlet, and uh, it says presidential primary election Tuesday, March 3rd, 2020. Polls open at 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, very, very important. Uh, if you ask me, um, if you get this sample ballot and, you know, whatever party you go into, uh, just take it, take time to check it out and look into it, see where it takes you in your mind and Maybe it might give you some information you never knew. Um, I might be doing one of those, what is it, uh, mail-in ballots. Uh, I just feel, you know, um, I, I, I like to do it at my own timing. Because on election day, who knows where I'm going to be and what I'm going to be doing. The second piece of information that I got, what, and I look forward to this, Consumer Reports Buying it Guide for 2020. And... um. Like, I guess like most guys, we, we really want to look at the best quality things that we can get for the cheapest amount of price that we can get. But I shift more towards the, um, I, I guess you would have to say the quality. Um, I like my things to last. I don't like to have to rebuy anything and I don't like disposing of anything so easily. Um, even when it comes to clothes and even donations, um, I look at old shirts, what I can use for cleaning rags. I don't like to buy cleaning rags, like whether it be working on your car or just, I don't know, whatever. So I like to repurpose things in a good use and not just to throw away after I've worn it or whatever. So maybe that's a a tip that you can check out for yourself. So if you get a chance, check out the consumer reports buying guide. I'm sure you can find it online. And look at your local goods, maybe thinking about what you're going to purchase next, whether it be a brand new TV, a washer and dryer, uh, maybe even they even have one for what to eat, you know, buying guide. When so many of us eat out all the time, um, maybe it's more, better for you to check out who and where you're buying your food from and where who's cooking it and what they supply it with. So lots of good things to check out with that. Uh, Consumer Reports is a big, big deal to me, like I said. And as well as the county, the county uh, voter, whatever, uh, sample ballot. I, I think that's also something important you should, all should check out. So in politics a little bit, we're going to talk about that just for a brief moment. Um, the New Hampshire primaries is well underway. And if you, or what is it, Delaware? Um, something like that. Um, you know, the Upper East Coast. Um, the news is all like shouting and raving, Oh, Bernie Sanders is ahead in the polls. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, and then you got Amy, 
I can't even pronounce her name, Garvishart or whatever. Um, you know, she's she's on the hunt. And then Joe Biden, he's like, he's trailing as well as Elizabeth Warren. Then you got Pete Buttigieg. So uh, what do I think about that? Uh, I don't. I don't really think about the New Hampshire uh, primaries or, you know, and I don't think about the caucuses. But what I do admire about them is they're doing it old school paper and pen on a piece, you know, that's it. They're going to count it that way and they're going to turn in their results that way. Um, I just think that um, when you're messing with applications like Iowa did and they used apps, uh, it's kind of shady and it can be very coerced and it's more susceptible to being hacked. So um, for my friends out in Iowa, you know, I, I appreciate and I respect you. Um, I know you guys were trying to do something innovative, but um, I just think that the paper ballot is the best way to go, you know, and a lot of people are kissing babies and making promises. Well, when I become president, you know, I'm going to overturn a lot of Trump's decisions. Um, one helpful tip that I can honestly say is learn to talk to your constituents and not at them. I think that's a big, big deal. And if you represent, you know, even the other side, if you're a Republican or Democrat, it doesn't matter when you're talking to your friends, talk to them and not at them. Uh, take your personal feelings outside of it and, you know, leave room for them to ask questions. If they're making a statement about why they believe in their politics and say, thank you very much for sharing, you know, and it stays at that. Thank you for sharing. Um, I've had a few Republican friends, you know, um, sharing with me their, you know, and they're asking me and my independent and sometimes democratic views. Um, they're asking me, well, what do I think? And I'm like, okay, first, first and foremost, I give them a disclaimer. Anything I say is what I think and what I feel and what I believe. So let's not get caught up in trying to challenge my opinion. I'm not going to challenge yours. Do we have that agreement? And I feel that's very, very important. So when you're talking politics this 2020 season, there's 2020 election year, talk to your friends, not at them. If you want to be persuasive, you know, ask them questions, you know, um, don't challenge them on their answers. Just listen to them. I think that's the best possible way. And when it comes to, you know, it's being polite, having politeness to your constituents, your friends, your associates, coworkers, there's no better way of being respectful than just to listen. And if you have a question, make sure it's not about their character or why they believe in the person they're voting. Just say, let them speak to what they want and respect their opinion. Maybe you might learn something. I think that if we take more time in listening um, and responding not as abruptly or brashly, we we can learn something from one another and sometimes be more persuasive because the mudslinging we saw in the 2016 election, we, we, actually we've seen it in almost every single election possible by whatever means. I mean, from a hundred years ago, it was all newspaper and radio. And now it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's, it's transformed. It's, you know, gotten to where anyone can touch and listen and find out a video. It's very easy to listen to things that are not true and um, just, I guess, side with one side. So to be a critical thinker and to be, you know, objective instead of subjective, um, you can just listen to your, you know, your parties and ask questions. And here's my, my uh, next tip of the day about politics. If 
someone cannot answer, especially the politicians, if they cannot answer a question that is in a yes or no context and giving an explanation, my personal opinion is discount their opinion, discount their question they're answering because they're not doing, doing you a favor. And the, what it's really saying is they don't want to be held to an answer because of the repercussions and consequences. So that's my political tip of the day. Um, and we're going to move on to the next subject and we'll be right back. Okay, it's that time of year, Valentine's Day. Uh, you've got to take care of your lady or your man, whoever you prefer. It doesn't really matter, but it's that time of year. It is, what, Friday, Valentine's Day? So I'm going to give you a few perspectives and something to think about so it's not so stressful and you can still make it special for your loved ones. Um, I was a waiter for about 15 years, and I worked at a restaurant called Romano's Macaroni Grill, and I've worked at other hotels and restaurants in that time. And one of the most stressful holidays for me when I was working in those environments is whether a bartender, a caterer, um, wine steward, um, server, whatever waiter. Um, some of the most stressful times was Valentine's day. The second most is mother's day. So I call Valentine's day, the prequel to mother's day really, because, um, if you really think about it, I think the guys kind of, we kind of get the shaft a little bit, uh, it's like the guy's got to go spend so much money. And this has been a hallmark holiday, so to speak, for such a long time. And people spend lots of money. And this is where people and organizations get ripped off or they rip you off, in my opinion. Um, first of all, first and foremost, if you have to pay $80 for a dozen roses because of a certain holiday, then I would choose to be proactive go buy your flowers a day or two ahead of time, put them in a cool environment. And that's the best way to save yourself a buck um, or order in advance. Some, there are some websites, was it flowers.com or something like that? FTD. Um, you can order in advance, have it delivered and save yourself some money. So um, don't, don't spend your whole wad on, you know, just flowers alone, because let's face it. Most of the time, what happens to flowers, they go in the trash and pretty quickly. They'll stay in your house. And they, I don't. Even, I I can't even recall that I've smelled flowers that smell good in a while. I just think that because of that holiday, people produce and sell them, and they just kind of lose their aroma because they're trying to be sold at a mass, you know. And um, so, save yourself a buck. Number two, when you're picking a restaurant, do not. And I highly suggest this. Do not pick the high, the biggest corporate restaurant that you find is a steakhouse. Um, be a little bit more open-minded, depending on where you are in the country. Um, there are cuisines that are better than just going to a steakhouse or an Italian restaurant um, that can be much more romantic. Find something mom-and-pop-wise. I am a believer in the mom-and-pop restaurant, um, having it more quaint. Um, having less distractions because let's face it on Valentine's day being as a server, I can tell you there are more people that are pissed off because they don't get in time. They may have a reservation, but people sit longer. They take longer period to get their food. And even those who want a dinner reservation at seven, a lot of times they don't get on a time. It doesn't happen. You know, speaking from experience, I'm not trying to slander anyone or anyone's business, but that's the reality. So, you know, pick a light meal as possible, you know, make some room for dessert. Always make, you know, share your time, look at each other and 
my biggest tip of the day for Valentine's Day and something I used to notice. Put your freaking phones away. Take one picture. Great. Post it on Instagram or Facebook or whatever you want later on. But there's no reason why that device needs to be between you two. Mm -mm. Doesn't need to be. You know, talk to each other. Spend time. Sometimes we getting to know your spouse or your partner. I think that's very, very important. Tip number three, if you want to make it romantic, it's not the objects that you buy. I just talked about roses and it's the first one. Be careful, but there's no reason to buy over material to show your appreciation of love than spending a huge wads amount of pointless jewelry. It's going to go in a, a jewelry box and maybe a slight memory or um, buying that stuffed bear that, you know, someone's going to end up throwing it somewhere and it's going to be end up thrown out or donated in a in a what do you call it a salvation army donation box or something like that or, or given to a child i remember at a time some of my friends they would you know out in the country they'd take those uh, stuffed animals because they got sick of them and they would be target practice and i don't know why but that was to me it was hilarious back in the day when i was a kid but um you know you don't need to buy over material to be romantic Number three or number four, you know, like I was saying on the roses, you know, save yourself some time, even start today. Just take your time and look at what's available. Guys, if you're trying to find a reservation the last minute because you're so busy with work, fellas, don't get caught up in that trap. Yes, I love to know what's going on at ESPN Sports Center, but let's face it. If you want to get, you got to give to a point. And and also for you ladies, think about, don't be just like, oh, thank you, sweetheart. I love the flowers. Da, 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 da. No, give something back to your man. Make him feel empowered as well. Do not leave all the responsibility on him to make it romantic. Because if, if he wasn't romantic the other 364 days of the year, then what makes you think that he's going to be, you know, and, and think of like something grandiose. So don't have great expectations of being ultra romantic if they were never romantic to begin with. And I think that's one of the things that in relationships, um, when you first start dating, you, you pull out all the stops, you try to be romantic and then you get in that relationship and then it kind of stops me. I never stopped. I never stopped being loving to my girlfriend and never, I never stopped telling her I love her. Uh, I never stopped giving flowers. I mean, when she gets flowers, she, she knows she gets flowers every so often, you know, it's not just one time of the year. So that would be um, my tip number four. Um, you don't have to spend a lot of money. Um, be proactive. And if you're finding something profound and romantic to say, um, being authentic is probably the most real. You know, you don't have to ha be the biggest composer of the world. Um, I think that, I, I guess this is tip number five. Um, be creative within your own original dialogue, you know, um, because if you're, picking some quote or some saying off the internet or some book, your partner may be looking at you like, dude, did you really fucking dig deep on that one? You know, cause you know, I don't really care for it. So, um, that would be, uh, definitely important. Um, one of the examples that I like to say, you know, to my woman is, you know what, you're the best choice that I've ever made in my life. And I continue to be, you know, here and present. And you always remind me of my hard work pays off and the choice that I've made as a great partner makes it all worthwhile. That's something that I would say to my girlfriend. And and she never forgets it because well, I think one of those things that, that happens 
the, throughout the year, sometimes your partner will ask, babe, do you still love me? And that could be a sign of insecurity or it could be a sign of like, hey, you got to be present. I know we're working hard, but we can take care of each other. Tip number six. Um, okay. <laughs> I've seen this happen. I, I, I've actually gone through it in past relationships. I haven't done it myself. But if you're buying lingerie for your woman, be proactive and go and look in when she's not looking and go check out her underwear drawer because in her bra size. Because if you buy the wrong size, it's like, they're going to think like he just wants to get some ass, you know, and he wants me to fit in this skinny thing. Remember women are very conscious about what they receive when it comes to lingerie. So, um, I would highly suggest to have pre conversations. If you are making your woman that I think this is very important. I think if you're making your woman look like a hooker slut or, or stripper, you know, if you're going to, Fre I, I don't know if, if Fredericks or Hollywood still exists, but if you're going to those places to look for something sexy so you can get yours at the end of the night, I think you need to have a discussion in advance with your woman, um, you know, or even your man, you know, I mean, there are, there is lingerie for men and I can't say that I've ever worn any, I haven't really looked for it, but I, I know that it exists. So, um, you know, create that mood. Um, and make your bed, you know, you don't have to waste a lot of money to, and to make your bed look nice. I mean, you, yeah, sure. You could take some of them, you know, say like if you bought like a dozen roses, you can take one rose and make some rose petals, you know, um, a heart or whatever you don't have. I mean, if you're looking for ideas, you don't have to do a lot. I mean, there are plenty of resources. I guess you could go check out Google. You could check out Pinterest for romantic Valentine's day decorations, you know, whether it be candles, just be careful. Don't light your house on fire, so to speak, but you definitely can do that. Um, so tip number seven would have to be, uh, be mindful of the environment that you're creating. Make sure you don't create a fire hazard, so to speak. Um, creating aromas, um, you know, yeah, that, that would be very, very important. I think setting up the mood, um, and tip number eight. If you're out eating, and this is a restaurant tip, if you're out eating, do not, I care, do not, do not inflame any conversation that is going to heighten emotion and arguments. I've seen it time and time again. People are pissed off at each other by the time they get to their table in the restaurant and they just, they, they can't stand each other. And it's like, why the fuck did you even go out? I, I, I've actually dealt with people who got in arguments on Valentine's day at the dinner table. Um, I feel like that's um, one of those things that I feel like it's very, very important to be mindful, um, stay positive. Uh, when you're saying something, you know, try not to point out any criticisms. You know, don't criticize your partner. That would be tip number, you know, eight. And tip number nine, I would have to say is, you know, smile, smile and look at each other. Be um, definitely, you know, present by smiling at each other. Even if you have, excuse my French, but if you have a fucked up grill, I don't care. If you have bad breath, brush your teeth, put a mint in it. I don't care, but smile, smiling at each other and smiling at other people, um, is a very important thing I, I, for Valentine's day. Um, so we're going on to tip what was that tip, tip number 10 and last, but foremost, 
appreciate each other's time and will. That is probably the most important thing that I could tell you is appreciate each other's time. These are my Valentine's Day tips. Be proactive. Don't wait till that last day because if you do, more than likely you're going to hear it and you're going to get the shit end of the stick in my opinion. But, you know, you know, I do have one, one more tip. Um, you know, if you can't make things happen on Friday, always let your partner know, Hey, I'd like to spend my special day with you. Even if you get one day off, even for two hours, three hours, I'd like to spend my special day on this day at this time. It doesn't have to be actually on Valentine's day. So that would be my tip number 11. Well, Thank you for listening to Good Vibes of Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. Okay, let's move on to quote of the day or quote of the days and quote of the week, whatever, or funny, something funny to think about. So I've got two that I was reading on Google. And one says, be decisive, right or wrong, make a decision. The road of life is paved with flat squirrels. Who can't, who couldn't take a decision? Or make a decision, excuse me. Hmm, that's pretty funny, I think. Let's see. When life brings you big winds of change, then almost blow you over, close your eyes, hold on tight, and believe. Hmm, I don't really think that's funny. And then last one, actually, I'll put three. Um, it says, what do you mean tomorrow is Monday? It was just Friday a few hours ago. <laughs> I like that one. That one's pretty good. So... That those are for the humor quotes of the week, so to speak. And um, we're gonna go quotes of the day. Let's see who has something interesting to say. Quote of the day. Love these really in-depth, whatever motivational quotes. Yeah, we'll stick to motivation. If you have if everything seems under control, you're not going fast enough. Mm, I like that. And what's another one? If you cannot do great things, do small things in a great way. I like that even better. Hmm. And last but not least, what's one? Never regret a day in your life. Good days give you happiness and bad days give you experience. Uh, we'll stick with that one. So those are quotes of the day that are according to Google. Um, so what else have I been into and reading? Um, I've been reading a lot of different stuff, so to speak. Um, uh, so for a little while, I, I ran into this, I guess, slump in my reading, my studying. I, I love to study. I love to read. I love to, um, explore things and put things to use. Um, I don't study things just to know them. I like to understand things to broaden my horizon, my perspective. So, um, but just in the last two days, have I been able to read anything like, and remember it? And I don't know why, but maybe sometimes it's just like, it's like life telling you like, Hey, you need to take a walk for a little while, go experience and smells and things like that. You know, just be outside and not on your screen. And, uh, yesterday morning when I was listening to today, early in the morning, like four o'clock and they were just four o'clock in the AM and they were just saying, um, oh yeah, the latest, uh, studies have shown that if you, your children may be coming mentally damaged if they're spending too much screen time. Okay. That's some hella funny shit and serious at the same time. So here's my opinion about that. 
Number one, if you are buying your child a device, guess what? You're like the, I guess you could say the devil's pitchfork. You just gave it to them. You allow them to go explore. Kids are not playing outside. That's the truth. Kids are not socializing with each other. That's the truth. The only way they do socialize is interactively. And guess what? That little bullying thing that has become such a big epidemic issue in life, kids are finding sneakier ways like using social media, whether it be Snapchat, TikTok, whatever, to be real assholes to each other, to really gradiate each other. And where does all that come from? You as the parents, you as the adults. So when you're being foul mouth, guess who's learning it? And I have a foul mouth and I'm trying to watch what I say. If you are spending more time interfacing with your phone than your child and not eating at the dinner table or, you know, one of the things that uh, me and my girlfriend have and I, we do it a lot is I turn off the TV and I I grab my little one and we sit at the dinner table and we eat together. Um, for a long time, you know, growing up, we didn't really eat at the dinner table. And I always found like when I went over to my best friend Garrett's house, we always ate at the dinner table. We never ate on couches, never ate in a lazy boy, n- none of that shit. So if you want a stronger bond between you and your child, you and your son, your daughter, um, you want your child to be more productive and a critical thinker and not just a piece of meat like sheep will, um, I would suggest stop giving them the device. If you want to give them a device, they still sell flip phones, basic function. If that's your way of emergency contact or your kid needs to call you, there's plenty of those devices a lot cheaper than your smartphone. Let's face it. Smartphones make people stupid, you know, in in general. And that's very a lucid comment, but I really feel strongly about it because um, I was looking at my usage um, on my iPhone. What is it? iPhone 10, 10X or something like that. Um it gives you it gives me a breakdown of my usage and where I spend most of my time when I'm on my phone, and ninety percent of the time it's on phone calls, and like five percent of the time it's on research, and then five percent is on um, social media. So for me, that's a pretty good um, review of where I spend my time, and. That also could be included with spending time here on Anchor, but I'm making my episode on my laptop and I just wanted to be in my house with a little bit of quiet as much as possible without the distractions of the road. Um, I'm trying to now implement um, some apps in restriction, like I can receive a call, but I cannot receive a text message and I cannot receive any alerts according to email, social media. I've turned my alerts off. I just feel like that's a stronger thing. And I've continued to listen to audiobooks um, that are downloaded into my phone, but don't require any of my visual attention. So maybe that's a tip for the day. Um, something to think about. So, like I was saying, you know, today I was talking about that our kids are becoming mentally handicapped and becoming emotionally distressed, anxiety, and all this other shit. Just think about here. I, I Here's a good test. Say like you're at home and you cannot find your phone. Do you get really anxious and pissed or do you just casually look for it? That's a good way to tell if you are too addicted to your phone. If your phone has too too much power in your life, whether you require for 
you know, alarm clock, um, reminders, uh, phone calls, you know, um, I've now installed an internet phone on my home. So at night I shut my, I shut my phone down completely. And the only key people that have this phone number for my home are the essential people to my life. Um, everyone else, the messages, the emails, they can wait till later. You know, that's the best policy. So those are my tips of the day. Um, I've enjoyed making this episode so much um, and I have to get going, unfortunately, but thank you for listening. Help promote Good Vibes of Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast on any way you can. There are share options and many different platforms that you can listen to me. You can share me on Facebook, Instagram. Um, I have gotten more in- interactive on social media, but like others, you know, I it's just more time to spend on uh, page development and promotion. Uh, if you're not doing that and recording as much, you're going to lose listenership. So one of my new goals is to ramp up my listenership, spread my message and to see where this podcast station can go. Thank you all for listening to good vibes at Jason B a broad minds and more podcast and my light shout outs. Thank you again to PDE um, life in Alaska, Maria Humphreys. Uh, I appreciate you so much. Guru, the lupus warrior. You definitely get, you know, a shout out, uh, fried Oreo, the Dwan and only, um, I appreciate him because, you know, I do listen to him and sometimes he listens to me. So, uh, there's just a few podcasters I like to shout out as well as, uh, Mr. Campbell, Mr. You know, um, cyber shots. And I, I also like a no show theater. Those are guy people that I, I listen to more often than, than anything else. And my friend, Sheena, Diane with, she has now moved from what is it? Divine love and whatever to her primary old station of wham radio. These are all stations here on anchor, but you can find them on Apple podcasts. So you all have a great day and we'll see what we come with with the next time.